0: So that's my question for you this morning. Is he worthy this morning? Amen. He is. He is worthy of our praise and of our worship today. This morning, we're going to be continuing in this series that um, I just feel led to preach. It's called Fresh Start. And today we're going to be looking at a different aspect of that. We're going to be looking at worship today. And so we're going to begin by looking at Isaiah. So if you can, let's stand for the reading of the Word of God today. We're going to be looking at Isaiah chapter 1, verses 12 through 17. Isaiah chapter 1, verses 12 through 17. This is what the Word of the Lord says. When you come to appear before me, who has asked this of you, this trampling of my courts? Stop bringing meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. New moons, sabbaths, and convocations, I cannot bear your evil assemblies. Your new moon festivals and your appointed feasts, my soul hates. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands in prayer, I will hide my eyes from you, even if you offer many prayers. I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. Wash and make yourselves clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight and stop doing wrong. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Encourage the oppressed. Defend the cause of the fatherless, and plead the case of the widow. Let us bow our heads and pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, as we gather here before you today, we are gathered here to celebrate and to praise you. And God, I'm praying that, Lord, you can help me today and use my words to make them your words, to use this sermon to be your sermon, to use... Everything that I've put into this, Lord, just to be used for you. Lord, I'm praying, Lord, that we can somehow, in this moment, in this service today, keep growing closer to you. I pray this in Jesus' name. pray. Amen. Amen. You guys may be seated. So, we're almost at the end of January. How many of you made those New Year's resolutions? Just raise your hand this morning. Anyone make some New Year's resolutions? Okay, Charlene's kind of like, maybe I got one, maybe two. All right, anyone else has any New Year's resolutions? Okay. So, how are those resolutions doing for you? Doing okay? So far, so good. So far, so good? Okay. You know, it's kind of funny. It doesn't take too long to sometimes lose the focus of the resolutions that we've made, does it? Maybe that's why we have uh, less resolutions in the room this morning than maybe in previous times. But here's the thing. I really do hope that you're still trying to pursue the fresh start we did talk about the last time we gathered. The last time we gathered, we talked about having a fresh start. And the whole idea is to really realize that we have an opportunity just for that. It has the idea that it's never too late to begin again and to begin anew. And, as we talked about last time, there's one essential choice, there's one essential thing as followers of Christ that we must do to make a fresh start within our hearts and within our lives. And it's very simple. It's this one thing. It's called simply follow Jesus. Simply follow. Follow Jesus. Because without following Jesus, folks, there's going to be no lasting change. Without following Jesus, we're going to be left to change within our own strength and within our own power. And I don't know about you, but I've tried to do that before. I've tried to get in on my own strength and my own power. And to be quite honest with you, I've never been very successful. I've always failed. But when we begin to start anew, when we begin to start by following Jesus, there's this God-given supernatural strength that comes within us and permeates itself within us. So that way, it doesn't matter what circumstances are coming our way, we still have the strength and the joy of God with us. Because oftentimes what we do is we create circumstances to where, oh, I'm only going to have joy and I'm only going to have happiness if this circumstance in my life is the way that I think it should be. But the problem is what Scripture says in James. It says, count it joy when we have trials and persecution. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't go looking for joy in my trials. How many of you have ever tried to go find joy in trials and persecutions? You see, when we follow Jesus and we see what Jesus went through in his life and we see all of the things that he had to go through, the circumstances always changed. But he never changed his love for you or for me, And his joy in the Lord was never based on circumstance. So what does following Jesus mean for us here today? As we decide in our lives to want to have a fresh start and we want to follow Jesus, the kind of thing that you want to think about and the kind of thing that you want to talk about is, well, what's next? That's pretty simple. Follow Jesus. I can get to put that on a T-shirt and I'm good to go, man. But there's so much more to it than just What's on the outside? Because I'm just going to tell you, Jesus never was really concerned about the outside appearance of a person. He's concerned about the inside of your heart and of your soul and of your mind. And that's really where the rest of all of this is going to go. This is going to go into a transformation for us. Because as we follow Jesus, things have to change. Things have to change, and all aspects of our life has to change. And the choice to truly follow Jesus has to be followed by not just one fresh start here. There's another fresh start here, and there's another fresh start here, and there's another fresh start here. here. And then before you know it, we're all the way over here. We're going to have a fresh start over here too. And then by you know, it, we're going to be changing. We're going to have a fresh start over here. And by you know, it, our whole life that's stretched out is going to start having fresh starts. This because we're following Jesus. You see how, you see how Jesus can change things. And so the topic that we're going to talk about today about having a fresh start, and I believe, is the most important topic. The, one of the most important cornerstones, you could say, of building this is the topic of worship. And so some people have an idea of worship. And some people are like, well, what exactly is that? I mean, isn't that what we've already been doing? I mean, it, you know, does someone have that question in their mind this morning? Like, haven't we already been singing songs? And we've been doing this. and We get up, we get down, we get You know, isn't that worship? Some of you might say, well, I came into a worship service. This is kind of a no-brainer. I think we've been worshiping. But what we think of as worship may not be the same as what God thinks of worship. In Isaiah, we see what God says about a worship service held long ago. We read this morning in his word. So what we may consider worship may not necessarily be what God considers worship. You see, our word worship comes from this old English word called, uh, and I'm just going to spell it out, W-E-O-R-D-H-S-C-I-P-E. Worship, Or, A worthy ship. And it means to give worth and to value to something or to someone. It means to give worth or value to something or someone. Can you turn around to someone today and just say, worship means giving value to something or someone. Turn around to somebody. Okay, so when we leave here today, when we leave here today, someone asks you, "Well, so how is worship? You're going to say, I I know what that means. (laughs) Okay, all right. So it means to give worth and value to something or someone. And here within the church of the Nazarene, we ascribe all worth and value to God. Simply stated, we give it all to God. God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We truly worship God when we reflect on these things. Alright? So pay attention. I want you to pay attention to this. On the value. Someone say value? Value. Beauty? Beauty. Character, Character of God. Alright. And the Bible says we do this in spirit and in truth. We give worth and value to God in spirit and in truth. And we can find that here as we take the word of God. So let's take our Bibles. We're going to look at John chapter 4. John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. And I want you to know, this is a piece of scripture. This is spoken by Jesus Christ. And who did we say Jesus was just a second ago? God. So, this is important. John chapter 4, verses 23 to 24 says this. Yet a time is coming, has now come, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. (coughs) Biblically, our spirit is the inside self. Okay? It's the inside self. It's not the self that we try to make look right. Dress up. It's the inside self. With all of the masks, all of the pretending that we sometimes do, it's the inside self. And what this means is that when we learn to worship God, we have to learn how to worship Him from the inside self, with all of the masks, with all of the disguises, with all of how we think about ourselves set aside, at the deepest level of who we are within this inside self. And as we're following Jesus, we learn to develop something, and that is we learn to be in awe of who God is. Because our worship is to be genuine, and it's to be heartfelt. We must mean it as well as feeling it. And our actions are to be an expression of how we actually feel. And we're to give worship the worth and value to God in truth. You see, what that means is this. We're going to use this example, okay? I'm going to set these chairs up. Pray for me. All right. Set these chairs up here. Okay. So here's what this means. Imagine this is your favorite car. Okay? How many of you have like a favorite car like you've always just wanted to have in your life? Could be like a Corvette or Shelby or something like that. It could be a Corvette, could be a, a DeLorean cuz I think those are kind of cool even though they're old. <laughs> okay. So, in a car, in a car we have usually, unless it's a Delorean. It's okay. Okay. So this can't be a Delorean. This won't work. <laughs> and a De- in a car, we have a front seat and we have a back seat. Okay. All right. Front seat and back seat. And so, most of the time, for those of us who have driver's license, you usually want to sit here, don't you? Front seat driver's side right okay front seat driver's side why is that yeah control we have control we can we can uh, drive the car we can maneuver it wherever we want to go it goes you know in some cars whoever's driving is the DJ also. How many of you are the the, the car DJ? All right. Okay. So so here's here's the deal. No, no, no. So we we like sitting in this seat, don't we? Oh yeah. You see, with with worship, it's, it's kind of like this. Oftentimes, if this was to represent our heart and our life, we often want to take a seat right here. Because we want to be in control of how our lives are going. We want to be the one in charge of that. But as we learn to be walking in a Christ-like manner, you see, Jesus calls us to follow him. So that means we really need to take a seat in the back. Because that's his seat. See? And to worship in spirit and in truth means to be truthful and honest and say, Lord, I've been occupying this seat for too long. I really need to sit back here. See, we don't worship we don't worship God because we have made a little genie out of him. You see some people they only worship God when he's giving them what they want. And then when he don't give them what they want, See, this morning, God is described worth and value, not because of us. (laughs) It's because of him, and it's because of who he is. We worship God as he is revealed to us, as he truly is, because what is he? What is God? That's one of the most important questions we can ever ask as a Christian. Because if we don't, we won't be grounded in the foundations of who God is. Because we're going to want to take control of that seat. Here is who God is. He is sovereign. Let's say that with me this morning. He is sovereign. He is holy. And he's not like us. He is mighty. He is awesome. He is love. He's mercy. He's forgiveness. And He is the God who forms to no one's ideas. He is God as He is. And here's the truth, folks. We worship Him as He is and for who He is. See, God can look through whatever we try to put on, because sometimes we try to put on different costumes and masks on the inside. We're trying to go through the motions. We try to sing in utter words that they're coming out of our mouth, but maybe we're really not meaning it with our hearts. That's why God had such a big problem in Isaiah with the worship that He found. You see, they had everything set on the outside right. They had all the pomp. They had all the circumstance. Everything looked good. And it was well planned. Everybody enjoyed it. But none of it came from the heart. And God saw that their hearts, and as he seen their hearts, he knew that there was no worship there. And, interestingly, if you read Scripture, if you look at it, it made God sick. So our first step in following Jesus, and our first step in getting a true fresh start, it starts with our worship. So, Practically, how are we supposed to try to worship? What is it that makes that so important? So here's the deal. Instead of talking about it, we're going to do something about it this morning. Okay? You guys with me? Okay. All right. I just kicked a chair this morning, so I don't know. Maybe that confirms something. I'm not sure. I'm just kidding. All right, so we're going to stand this morning. And I'm going to read a passage of scripture. If you want to follow along, you can. This is in 1st Chronicles. This is chapter 16 verses 23 through 31. 1st Chronicles chapter 16 verses 23 Thirty one says this Sing to the Lord, all the earth, proclaim his salvation day after day, declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of his praise, he is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy in his dwelling place. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. The world is firmly established and it cannot be moved. Let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad, and let them say among the nations, The Lord reigns. Woo! It's not done yet. And it says this Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Then the trees of the forest will sing, and they will sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Say that this morning. He is good and his love endures forever forever. cry out save us O God our Savior gather us deliver us from the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name that we may glory in your praise praise be to the Lord the God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting and I love this because it closes it and it says then all the people said amen and praise the Lord I want you to use these words today to build a picture in your mind. I want you to build a picture in your mind and in your heart of who God is. So, just for a moment, close your eyes today. Close your eyes. And I want you to forget for a moment everything That's happening going on. And for a moment, I just want you to focus on what we just read here today. Can you see him? Can you see God this morning in your heart, within your mind? And can, can you just admire this picture of who He really is in your heart and your mind? You see, folks, this morning, this is the reason why we come together to worship. is to ascribe everything that we have within us to the Lord. We know that prayer is good and we pray because we have needs that only God can fulfill. And we know that praise is good and we praise Him because of what He's done for us. But with your eyes closed, just focus on Him today. Just focus on Him. Look at Him. Admire Him. And Love Him for all That he is. And within our hearts and mind, just worship. This morning I'm just going to close with a word of prayer. And as I'm praying, just focus on him. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, as we have gathered here together today, to love and to praise you Lord we we have sang your praises we have ascribed you to be holy 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 you are our savior and you are God and God alone and lord forgive me and forgive us here forever trying to take your seat In our life. Forgive us Father. For all the times that we ever tried to kick the chair out underneath you. So that we could take control of that. Forgive me Father. For all those times in my life. That I've put myself before you. And Father forgive us. As as Lord I know. As we try to follow you. Sometimes it just. Our human nature gets the best of us. And so Lord we pray forgiveness. So Father, as we come before you, we just want to be real today. No masks, no pretend, nothing. We just want to be simply before you in your presence. Thank you, God, for coming and working and moving within us here today. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us and for taking upon the cross and our sin and shame so that we can be here in this moment today to worship. Father, I pray for us all. As we're in this season, Lord, as we're trying to find our way to to have a fresh start within our lives, I pray, Lord, that we just let these words settle and sit within us. Lord, this is your word. And so I'm praying, Lord, that these words just settle within us so that we can move forward with you at the center. Thank you, God, for gathering us here together today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord today with all your heart, with all your life, and with everything within you. You guys are dismissed today.